All right, Gene. Are you ready to be counted in? I'm fucking ready, bitch. <laughs> ready in Chamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at? When is this airing? Uh, uh, two weeks from now. Two weeks from now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I already did Stand Up Live. Thank you for coming out in Phoenix. <laughs> May, I don't know, it was May 5th, two weeks, West Palm Beach, Florida. One night only. Sorry, May 6th. May 5th is already sold out. YMH Live. We're going to do that. Um, Chomaha, Omaha, Nebraska, January 3rd, January, June 3rd, 6th. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> Short Lake Titties, Puta. We added a show there as well. San Antonio, Tejas at the LOL Club. Ooh, Liber- in July. In July. Yes. It's coming. It's coming. Liberty Township, Ohio. Liberty Funny Bone in July. Columbus, Ohio. August 13th, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. <laughs> I've never done this club, Bricktown, September 23rd through 25th, Indian Apple Tits, Denver in October, November, Raleigh, North Carolina. I mean, so many places, Orlando, and that's ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. Come see me. There's These shows are really special. Uh, you know, I can sense the energy, the energy, because people are finally out and living their lives and people just love it. Now, that is a very life-affirming message. <laughs> just as Nadav puts in, R.I.P. DMX. Thanks. I was trying to lift people up. Well, you know, it's the <sighs> first show that we've recorded since since his I passing. Know. And, you know, and it's just a posthumously, it's, I can't believe <sighs> that, that he did that song for us. And I know. Cost us a fortune. Half a million, but worth every penny when you think about how much people love that our totally theme song it. yeah totally worth it so rest in peace dmx i'm so i'm so sad he was so young what was he in his 50s or yeah. something yeah wild oh goodness you guys stay off the drogas right i didn't know that he was into that stuff i didn't know i didn't know yeah i think uh i think he was into it as a you know when he was younger and he just kind of kept on kept on with it yeah see that's that's the key guys if you young whippersnappers are listening home i'm working on my posture <laughs> Look at that posture, guys. Look at that shit. I may I have the hugest boobs in the <laughs> podcasting game. <laughs> as we saw Tina on the live show. But I refuse to let them hold my back down. Okay, here we go. What was I gonna say? Uh DMX. Out, DMX. Young. Oh, so here's the here's the story, whippersnappers. If you're listening, Look, you do drugs in your teen years like you're supposed to. You do drugs in college. And then by the time you graduate college, let's stop the drugs. Okay? Maybe you do pot. Pot is acceptable your whole life. I feel that's not that's not even a drug. It's legal. Right? It's like alcohol. Right. Yeah. But d- no more. Listen, once you graduated from college, no more cocaine. Uh, <laughs> no more hard drinking. Right? No more fuck. If you're ordering shots, 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 shots. And you're like I mean, 40, something's wrong. I mean, look, if you want to be lame starting Crazy. at the age of 22, you know, 
Maybe you, you could extend that window a little past college. Lame. No, here's what. Here's my rules. You can still party. I'm not saying don't party, uh-huh. but you're not going to be doing like beer and a shot every night. You know what? That shit's done. I agree with that. Done. I haven't done like I. I don't actively seek out shots since I graduated college, and I and I turn them away. Okay. Now. <laughs> so right. So here's what here's what you're going to knock off after uh-huh. college. Shots in addition to. You know what I mean? You're not supplementing your drinking. That's done. No more Long Island iced teas. Yeah. No well, more. You finished that uh, in 12th grade, though. That's yeah. when you should be done with that. <laughs> Wait, we talked about this at lunch a while ago. How the Long Island iced tea, this is like the first drink you learn to drink with because you're like, it's as many alcohols as possible and it's like $12, man. Yeah, it's the most cost efficient. It is, but this is so disgusting now. Like, would you ever drink a Long Island iced tea now? <laughs> I would, uh, I'd be afraid to. Yeah. I'd be afraid to. Because it's different alcohols. Like, are, aren't those the alcohols you're not supposed to mix? Well, see, I don't even, all I know is like, uh, hey, don't, beer before liquor, never You're been sicker. sicker, Doug. Like, it's. Why did you say that like a cholo? I don't know. It's <laughs> laugh now, cry later. It's like. It's smile now, cry later. God, you're so. God, would you stop culturally appropriating cholos? <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry, Gene. Yeah, so then you you do Long Island iced tea. But actually, my first alcohol was vodka and orange juice. That's like the first thing you do at 13. Yep, yep, the old screwdriver. Screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. And then you get creative and you order Manhattans in college and you drink whiskey and then you vomit a few times. Oh, yeah, there's a couple liquor. Everyone has like one night with tequila where you're like, oh I don't my think God. tequila's for me. And then you like taste it the next morning. And you're like, I think I'm never going to have that again. And then, no. you know, next weekend rolls around and you're like, all right. It's disgusting. I went through a tequila phase, re- like over the pandy, <laughs> where I was like, I'm going to try to lose weight and I'm going to drink <laughs> tequila. <laughs> I'm just going to sip. So I would go and I'd order like really top shelf tequila. Ooh, fancy. It, it was good, like with agave. So you're not like hammered. You're just kind of, you know, that shit makes you loose, bro. Yeah, you're not being irresponsible. You're being uh, uh, sophisticated. Oh, before I forget, speaking of rappers, guess what, guys? If you haven't heard, now you heard, your main mommy is now a rapper. Thank you. Thank you. I made a rap song. I'm sorry, Tom says I'm supposed to say I dropped a record with Sean. Sean, very famous rapper. You guys are horny. That's her. I'm telling you, it, it was one of the coolest things in my life. I guess what what had happened was I was rapping Gucci Gucci on this show, right? Gucci Gucci Louis oh, Louis you know, Fendi Fendi Prada. I think we released it as a promo. I think it was a video where you were singing it in here in the control room. And I was like, this is yeah. too good. You need to post this. <laughs> yeah. Them basic bitches wear that shit so I don't even bother. <laughs> I'm a huge Crayshawn fan. And I she saw it. She saw me doing her raps. And she reached out on DM and she's like, I think we should, I think we should talk. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I fangirled hard. She came on YMH and then I was like, maybe we should do a mom song because she's also a mom. And that was it. And before I knew it, I was in a recording studio and I was making a rap song and it's the craziest process. And I have so much respect for rappers. I always have, but seeing how they, you know, literally it's just like the guy comes up with a beat, your producer and then Crayshawn's like, okay, here's my verse. And she just writes it to the music. Damn. Yeah, we just sat next to each other writing. And and I remember I was like, dude, I've never done this before. <laughs> Can you? And her, yeah, Christina, describe your process. Oh, my in, God. And finding the right rhymes and, horrible. and such. Horrible. I'm so horrible. So 
you know, here I am, I write jokes. So jokes aren't too dissimilar from the idea of song lyrics, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, I, and she's, she's just scribbling. And I go, dude, I don't know how to do this. Help me. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you're not a rapper. I'm like, no, I'm a fucking comedian. Help. So she did her stuff. And then she's like, okay, now, now let's write your part. And then I tell her what I wanted to say. And then she'd help me put it in, you know, rap. In rap, rap form. Rap form. What is that? It's not iambic pentameter, Chris. What is? It's bars. Bars, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping bars. Dropping huh? bars, bro. And it was so embarrassing for me. And I was really self-conscious. And like, I just felt really corny. But then once you get in the sound booth, it's like anything else. If you just like forget that you're being embarrassed or embarrassing, you just right. get into it. And it was super fun. So it's called the mom song. Oh, yeah. And I, and I listened to your verse. You crushed it. Thanks, buddy. You're yeah, sweet. Dude. You know, you're sweet. If you weren't on my payroll, I would <laughs> believe you. But uh, No, no, no. I genuinely mean that. You crushed your verse. Thanks, bro. I, You know, hey, I work with the best. Sean is the best. And shout out to, to her, her new album. It's called World's Biggest Idiot. And we also have a remix on there. I think. Uh, Already? There's a remix. <laughs> it's a hit. It's a banger, you guys. So all the moms out there, this this is a shout out for you. So it's called the mom song and it's uh I think, you know, there's so much mom stuff is kind of too, too corny. So, you know, Krayshawn and mom tits makes one. So fucking cool. Uh, But apropos our discussion before this, before my rap debut, um, going through phases of things. So stop doing the hard shots. Stop doing hard drugs. You can smoke pot your whole life. I think that's okay. Yeah. But I would like to say, you know, you could throw a week, like a hallucinogen once every couple of years. I feel like that's that's a good good tune-up. A tune-up. And I think that goes timeless. You can do um, a hallucinogenic thing Anytime, just not all the time. Right. It's a sometimes treat. It's a what, sometimes. Yeah. It's like once every couple birthdays, you know, it's just like, hey, bro, we're going to Joshua Tree. Let's get it. You know? Well, <laughs> I have a friend who is into ketamine. And she makes it sound like it is just, it's just you have visions and everything. Wait, what is ketamine? I'm not sure I know. Like, I'm not that cool. Krayshawn, I think, references it on our mom song, and I had to act cool. Like, I've heard the word ketamine, but I don't yeah, know what it's it a, is. I think it's a horse tranquilizer that... <laughs> Sweet. That, uh, Perfect. I think it's supposed to help with depression, too. Ketamine is a medication primarily used for starting and maintaining anesthesia. Sweet. It induces dissociative mm-hmm. uh, anesthesia, a trance-like state, providing pain relief, sedation, and amnesia. Dude, perfect. Sign me up. I wish I had amnesia for like the first 18, 20 years of my life. That would be great. Oh, I was going to say, hey, you want some hard K? I think we could, I think we could get that <laughs> to you. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do hard drugs anymore. I um, I was talking to my friend. I'm not even going to say this out loud. It's such a dumb thought. I'll just say it out loud. I don't care. I was like, I kind of wish I was on the spectrum. Just a little. <laughs> so I don't have to you really sound, connect. You sound convinced that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> How, do you? I'm flattered because I think those people are really organized. They're really focused. I, I don't think I'm that focused. I think you've got to be. No, see, because I think oh. I think you're very good at at some things. <laughs> Just like you know, I feel like I'm good at some things, but I think that's what makes I think that's what makes you a good person is that you're never you're never sure. You know, never sure. It's like I think I'm all there. But I think, I'm not sure if people are just being nice to me and telling me I'm normal, you know? <laughs> there's no, yeah. You know, I realized too, is that there's just 
people who have to hold it together in various degrees. Like doctors, if you work as a doctor, you just have to act normal all the time. And then <sighs> what there's- What a bummer. What, it's so hard, I could not do it. And then there's people like you and me that were allowed to be weird for a living. So yeah. it opens the door to other weird shit that I just do now. Like I, <laughs> what I other know. weird shit? Oh, okay, yeah, you walked in today with a half gallon of milk <laughs> in my purse. In your purse? Because I was worried that there's no creamer for the coffees here, so I was like, I'll just bring my own because I hate drinking black coffee. Which was such a relief that you brought it for this place because yeah. I just saw you walk in and I'm like, do you just walk around with a half gallon? Yeah, in your I love purse? it. What's going on here? I just drink whole milk. It tastes great. It's good. It, it It's very refreshing and hydrating. Makes your makes your bones good. <laughs> what adults do you know that just chuck? Oh, bro. I, I learned the hard way that you're not allowed as an adult to order a glass of milk at a restaurant. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. Well, because we went to a place for dessert. And I like we. I got a cheese cheesecake is like my favorite dessert. I love cheesecake. And you know what's really you know what pairs really nice with a slice of cheesecake? Whole milk. A glass of whole oh, milk. Gross. And the waiter asked me if I was gross. joking when I ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Are you five? <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm an adult, and I have money. Give me a glass of milk." And then, wow, you got real sassy with them. Well, yeah, because I thought I was in the right, and then all my friends started laughing at me. I'm like, "Oh, I see." It's me that's the idiot. Yeah, you're a child. <laughs> you're a fucking child. Look, dude, milk fucks, homie. Milk does not fuck, okay? Not past the age of five. You stop drinking this shit. Okay, let's get into some follow-ups, and then we'll do some other story. You know, we just have so much business uh, to catch up on. First of all, oh, uh, new developments in my mom fails. Uh, I haven't, gosh. So I curse. I really tried to curb it. Uh, in front of the children and what I do is I if if one of the kids starts to say shit I just go hey the, the word is not inherently bad you'll just get in trouble if you say it at school okay. and I'll get in trouble you just make it like it's not a big deal dude just it's not you just you're gonna get you're gonna get in trouble you're gonna get fucked and fucked with bro um uh, also I go when you're 16 you can swear I don't care you're 16 you're a person Ooh, 16 is the age? I think so. By then, like, you're almost two years out of the house, you know, two years until you're 18. Right, so and you're what? driving then. You're fine. Yeah, you're an adult, yeah. 16. Um, but uh, so now every time I curse, Ellis goes, Mom, don't say shit. Mom, don't say fuck. And I think it's so cute that now he's telling me not to curse, which is That's actually, cute. you really ninja him into <laughs> Really? Yeah, dude, that's some sneaky parenting. Like, God, now he's checking other people's cursing. He's the good kid. I love that. Oh, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, homie. God, I'm so good at this. <laughs> I can't tell if my shrink was fucking with me today. I was on this, I did my sesh with her, and I was like, look, I just, you know, I, I, I'm at the stage in my life where I really, <clears throat> I think I figured out what my, priorities are i'll put that topic back okay it's there um I, I figured out what is what it means to be a human and what's like important and i really want to teach my kids that so i was like yeah I, I really believe in resilience i think that's such an important quality in every human being resilience because the world is just gonna throw stuff at you all the time it's really important to rise to the challenge instead of you know uh wilt and just do drugs and jack off and watch porn all day and hide um, and also, you know, uh, being vulnerable and being emotionally connected and, and making 
your loved one's priorities. And, and she was kind of like, yeah, I mean, you, you really can't force anybody. Like you, that kid's got to be open to those values in a sense. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Cause I really want to mold them into versions of me. Like that's what I'm. <laughs> but I think that's classic parenting. <laughs> Isn't that the, it's like, is it pointless to parent? Is it, is it like, so I'm wondering like, you know, how much of it is nature nurture and, is it just uh, you, you, you throw stuff against the wall, you, they watch you for their entire lives, you, you model as positively as you can. And I mean, look, you hope that they pick up on the stuff that you dig. So what about you, Nadav, where your parents modeling, you're very resilient, I would give you credit, you're very hardworking, you're disciplined. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and is that from, did anyone teach you those values? I'm trying to think. I mean, I remember this one time, uh, when my parents first made me start taking out the trash, like mm. for trash day, mm-hmm. I remember uh, they're like, all right, you got to take this out every Monday or Thursday. I forget what day of the week it was. I was like, I got, can't we just like keep it in the front yard so I don't have to drag it all the way from the backyard? That's to the what front? I would do. And I'd be like, I just put the trash in the front yard from now on. Right. And then my dad was just like, what are you, Chinese? <laughs> and I was like, I don't even understand what that means. I thought they were hardworking. Uh... I guess not. And then I think from that day on, I just kind of shaped up. <laughs> So shame, I, again, see, I just, shame is such a great tool for parenting. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that, he basically shamed you. Now, do, yeah. do the Chinese keep their trash cans out front? I didn't know that. I don't know. I, I think he was that. making like a lazy reference, which really They're not lazy me. at all. I know. They're the hardest working people yeah. in the world. Like, it really confused me. I was like, oh, okay, don't be late. Like, that's what I learned from that. I mean, I respect the Chinese work ethic so much. Like, you want fucking... It's Christmas Day. You want Chinese food? Guess what? They're open. Yeah. No, yeah. The Chinese uh, New Year's love Day? the days because of that. Open. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they never close. What are you talking about? Oh, and then another th- another cool thing that my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've said this on the show before, but like if, because, you know, kids like to complain a lot. Oh, God. Yeah. They got a PhD in complaints. Yeah. And so whenever I complained about something, my dad immediately brought up a story how he had a childhood friend that died of the thing I was complaining of. Right, right, right. He's just yeah. like, my shoulder hurts. He's like, oh, dude, I had a friend. His shoulder <laughs> fell off. <I'm> like, what? <laughs> like, everything yes. was just like, oh, you're about to break through yes. and fall through the ice, homie. Yeah. <laughs> my father would constantly, and my mother went up too on the tragedy scale. Like, I, the, uh, I don't want to do my homework. You don't want to do homework? When I was a child, we didn't have pencils to do homework. Like, you are lucky you have paper. I'm like, oh, my God, okay. I wish I could do homework. Yeah, I wish I could read. What? <laughs> That's how hard it was. God. We were just raised by savages, and I... Look, yeah, we were raised by foreigners, you know? That's, foreigners, what, that's what it is. It's it, it like... Is. Yeah, I mean, my mom has always been someone that's most comfortable when she's uncomfortable. And I think... Shit, of course. I think I got that from her, you know? Yeah, that survival instinct, the survivor, is just... You're always in survival mode when yeah. you're an immigrant. It's it's like... It's so hard. It's got to be hard for them. Oh, my God. Imagine how they feel. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Who gives a shit? They don't have feelings. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's do some follow-ups, guys. Really important topics. Uh, poop coffee is the subject line of this one. My husband and I are so fully vested in this morning coffee while pooping tradition. We installed a shelf to hold the coffee while scrolling through TikTok. Keep them high and tight, Marina. Wow. Did they did they provide here's the image? <laughs> Let's get this straight. So this is a shelf in the pooper. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And I'll tell you what. 
It's pretty good. I'm in love with this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Holy wow. shit. A shit shelf. Because you've always, because what I've always done is I've, I, I, there's either a counter that you put it You're on. Blowing my mind right now, yeah. Or you try and balance it like on the toilet paper roll oh, thing. You can't and do that. Could, uh, I mean, I've tried and like, uh, yeah, it's. The, the designated shelf is so much better. Man, I am just blown away. Now, now you know what's going to come, right, is all these these uh, people. Go, There's poop flakes, poop flakes in, in your coffee because you're shitting next to your open coffee mug. Who cares? They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I probably lick poop off my hands all day from wiping my kids. Bro, I was... It's fine. It's fine. I, you probably have poop in your ears. Like, there was... I know. I was moving over your headphones from the YMH set to this one, and like every time I get your headphones, the part that goes because they're in ear headphones. Okay. The the foam is always touching the floor whenever because yeah. what you do you it's just good. rip them out and then you Throw walk them away. Down. <laughs> Throw them down. I don't care. I don't care. But but no ear infections. No which negative. Which is wild. Which is no negative repercussions. I'm healthy as a horse. Thank you, resilience. So, oh, I had a, I'll, I'll do this Pajitsky effect I had apropos this discussion of poop coffee. I'm, thank you for sharing this, Marina. That's really a revelation. Um, I've, so this year I discovered that you can drink alcohol in the shower. Mm. Recently discovered you can drink coffee in the shower. Woo. Now, how do I do that? Did I build a shelf? No. Luckily, thanks to my husband's debilitating, crippling accident back in December, he was unable to shower standing up. So we have um, a handicapped shower bench um, in our shower. We still haven't taken out. Why? Because we're lazy. But he doesn't need it anymore. I leave it there just in case. Yeah, you're like, that's for the next owners to take care of. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll donate. I think we're waiting to donate it to like some some people who can use it. Gotcha. But So I decided to use my husband's handicap seat in the shower as a coffee shelf. And I push it out of the stream, right, out of the way of the water, and now I can drink my coffee. But the only problem is I like to drink my coffee, take a dump, and then shower. So this is usually the second cup of coffee of the day. Okay. You know? So you're not just, like, sitting on the bench drinking your coffee. No, I hate sitting in the shower. I hate, I don't, my husband loves it. I fucking hate it. Hmm. Well, because the stream... It's so high up and it comes and then it gets in my ears and then it's like, you know, beating down on me. It's like, ugh, ugh, it's all over my head. I don't like getting the top of my head wet (laughs) over and over again. You know what I mean? Like a dog, like, you know, like a hose on a dog. You're like, ugh. What? I hate water dumping on just on my head the whole time. When I shower. That's a a shower. No, it hits the back of my neck. I like to aim it down, neck down, and then I wet my hair, and then I do that. Yeah. All right. Well, you're just dogs, but men are dogs. That is true. You just stand there and let it just pummel your your head and get in your eyes, the water. Yeah. I got a half gallon of shampoo and conditioner mixed in one thing, (laughs) and I pump it out, and I buy it once a year. Okay. (laughs) Let's do some voicemail follow-ups. Thank you for sharing. Unbelievably bizarro. Hey, Chris Jeanza. This is Stephanie. Um, from Portland. I just want to say that Cobra Kai is my favorite show. Thank you. And Robbie is hot AF. So I don't care what any of these other bitches are saying. Robbie is fine. Thank you. And Hawk is pretty hot too. <laughs> I also love Miguel. I don't know. I love I Miguel. I love all the Cobra Kai dudes. Yeah, I'm too. pretty into it. And um, I think you're right. 
and I love you. Keep them high and tight. Thank Peace you. Out. Thank you. See, another desperate mom. Let's look look at Miguel Cobra Kai. He's handsome. So now Miguel is the lead character. And, you know, I'm not going to give too much away, but he has a tragedy happen. There he is in the hospital, season three. And it gets pretty touch and go for a minute there. You know, but uh, thank God he's he's nothing bad to look at, you know. Yeah, there he goes. Oh, geez. Oh, Miguel. What are you doing? Sweet, sweet Miguel. Uh, listen, they're all over 18. They're all like 22-year-old boys playing 15-year-olds. It's not my fault they're playing the part of 15-year-olds. They're 22, 23-year-old men. Really? <laughs> Shut up. Hi, Mommy. Thank you for introducing me to the 72-hour milking schedule. You're welcome. For those of you who don't know, I have a theory that men, you know, the husband, in order to function properly, must be milked every 72 hours otherwise suffer at your own peril now i've installed this policy in my house and things the results have been outstanding i get my car detailed without having to ask the trash gets taken out without me having to ask it just generally it makes your life better i do it for him not for me well sometimes for me i do and sometimes i enjoy uh, sexual <laughs> intercourse not all the time how, lo- how long have you uh like been keeping that schedule for this pandy really opened my eyes to Tom's cycles, mm. spending time with him. And um, yeah, I, I started observing him in the wild at home. And I was like, boy, you're just a fucking mess after three days. And then I just got in there and I, you know, made a conscious decision to, to just intervene. Wow. So this is kind of like a, a new recent discovery. This year, the pandemic year. Wild. Yeah. And cooking. Like he really loves food and sex go figure what a complicated male hmm. Hmm. men are so complex yeah it only took a, like a like a decade uh, or two to figure that 15, out right? 17, years. <laughs> yeah. 17 years together but i'll tell you what it did take time it took so you guys can benefit from the time i put into my marriage we've been together for what 16 years and i think it took it takes time to get comfortable enough with somebody to just be so open about it and be like, hey, dude, like you are you just fucking you need to get milk right now? Is that what's wrong? Like and for him to be like, yeah, that's great. I like that, you know, and I think men are my husband anyways is so afraid of like pushing the issue, especially with when you have kids, the woman doesn't want to do it. And, you know, a lot of and a lot of dudes don't get laid either in their relationship. So it's a touchy issue in marriage. Sex can be. So this woman writes, thank you for introducing me to the 72-hour milking schedule. I have been putting this method to practice, and my life is forever changed. Yes, my husband now does his share of the household chores and more without me having to ask. He has been so willing to jump up to help whenever I ask because he knows he will be thanked later. I have asked him if his enthusiasm for helping out around the house is probably because he's being milked regularly. And he said, I never thought about it, but probably you are a genius and I am forever, forever grateful for your teachings. Ashley, see, this is the best part of the 72 hour milking is that they don't know. They don't even know what you're doing. It's voodoo. It's your female witchcraft. You just milk them and then they'll do whatever you want. I got to write that down. (laughs) It really is. It's just your female witchcraft and they're, uh, that's all they want is detouches. That's why they build empires, become millionaires, uh, work out, you know, and not to say that women aren't motivated by reproduction too, right? We want a male. We want a, a, a strong, virile man. Um, let's do another voicemail follow-up. 
Hey, Mom. This is Sam in California, and I've been a nanny for 23 years, and uh, I loved your show with Dr. Jessica, and I wanted to comment on kids eating vegetables and eating stuff that they don't think that they want to eat, and I have found a lot of easy ways to sneak food in. Uh, I make macaroni and cheese with a whole head of cauliflower. I roast it, puree it, add some milk, and a ton of cheese and use that as a base for my mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I also slip lots of fruits and veggies into smoothies because kids think that smoothies are great. And if you get caught putting kale in your smoothies, then make popsicles out of the smoothie ingredients mm-hmm. and make popsicles and get the kids to eat veggies and fruits that way. Keep it on your tight. Perfect. That's a, those are great suggestions. Thank you. Also, I advise showing them Popeye, the sailor man. Now, Popeye, I mean, look, I know that he's, is he canceled yet? I don't know. But is he toxically masculine? Probably. Uh, I don't think Popeye, maybe Bluto, though. Yeah, Bluto is canceled. But Popeye is, I I love him. Number one, he's a solid citizen. He's an American. He's in the military. He's in the Navy, as we know. He's a sailor man. He stands up for Olive. He's he's a fucking solid human. He's um a good dude. He's he's faithful, he's loyal, he's always trying to please Olive. And the best part is he eats his spinach. And the spinach makes him strong and helps him beat up the bad guys, the bullies, right? So you show this to your kid and they will eat spinach thanks to Popeye. I got Ellis and Julian on the spinach kick because of Popeye and now they they eat their spinach. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, that's why I ate spinach as a kid. Right. Me, too. Yeah. I actually believed I loved spinach because of Popeye. Yeah. I'm like, if this super strong dude likes it. Yeah. Then why wouldn't I like it? I'm super strong. Yeah, I'm super strong. (laughs) (laughs) Now, why do you think they made Popeye so short and Olive so tall? What do you think that choice was? And that they so made weird. Popeye look like he's 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he has so many deformities. Yeah. Why? That's so funny. I mean, I guess cause he's, a, it's a funny drawing. Right. Right. They're such an odd couple, you know? Yeah. And that must be the humor that she's tall and thin and he's short. And yeah. Stout. It's like, yeah. Look at this oldie with this uggo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Although, although I would I would argue in today's world they would be like Popeye is great because it celebrates height differential relationships. Don't be ageist. Na- ageist or tallest or what heightest. And Olive is just the she's taller than him. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Very good. Popeye the sailor man, and he beats the shit out of bullies. I love that. Can't can't say that anymore today. But who gives a fuck? Okay, this one. I'm currently listening to episode 20, 29, where you and Adolf talk about people spreading ashes in Disneyland. So this is a phenomenon we discussed before um, that people will take their loved one's ashes and get on like the haunted mansion and throw the ashes on the ride because, well, my grandma loved <laughs> Disneyland. Like, well, it's pretty unhygienic uh, to spread dead people ashes on children's oh, could rides. Could you get sick if you inhale dead people? <laughs> um, good question. Is that a super spreader? Good question. It can't be good. But, oh, Google. Ingesting ashes of dead bodies? 
I, I can't be good. Oh, God. Well, you, you get back to me in an hour when you figure this one out. Okay. I used to work for an MLB team. What's MLB? Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball team. And we always had people call in to ask if they could spread ashes down on the field. Oh, no. It's incredibly common and incredibly disturbing. <laughs> Imagine the players diving for a ball and inhaling some of your Aunt Linda at the same time. <laughs> Keep them high and tight. Uh, Alexa, yes, I agree. I, look, I've had to spread ashes, and um, I had, you have to get a permit in California. To, really? Yes, if you want to put your relatives in the ocean, <laughs> you got to get... Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's within a certain time amount you have to do it, too. Really? Dude. It can't be old ashes. It has to be fresh. Freshies, bro. Fresh only. I'd imagine you'd want it dried the fuck out. (laughs) I don't know if that matters. It's just like you can't put it in the ocean Uh, until you've waited five years. Let me tell you, the death industry is just that. It is like they get you when you're down and then they're like, did you love your relatives? Yes. How much? How much? Does she deserve a a cotton? a A cotton. A coffin that is weather sealed? (laughs) <laughs> or do you want the maggots to eat her five days sooner? It's like, oh, God, coffins are like $10,000, $20,000. Look, homie, back into the earth, back from whence you came. I I'd know. Get the shittiest coffin Same. so that the soil could reabsorb you. Same. <laughs> Throw me in the fucking L.A. River. I don't care. Well, I, I mean. Don't <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's a sewer anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you want to throw dead bodies in sewers, though. No, you have to cremate me first. Oh, okay. Yep. You know what? That's the. That in that's fact, what gets it. I'm giving you guys <clears throat> the official green light to cremate my body, and and each I want every one of you. Okay, so here's the other one. I want. <laughs> I want my ashes to be put in an amulet that you each one of you will have some of me around your neck at what? all times, <laughs> and I want and I have for the rest of your lives you have to wear it. <clears throat> Uh, okay, this good. is some Sounds Billy Bob good. Thornton, Angelina Jolie <laughs> shit. Doc. Yes, it is. Because you loved your employer so much. I have to wear you around my neck? Yes, of course. Okay, one more voicemail and then we'll we'll get into some new business. I'm very excited to get into. Hey, Mommy. Just uh, talking about the Passy, watching the uh, current episode of the Oh, Montel. I have an update. Um, we let our kid go all the way to three years old, mm-hmm. um, but leading up to his third birthday, we actually let him know that when he turns three, we're not going to use the passy anymore um, because he is uh, too old for it. And we we told him that several weeks in advance and continue to tell him that. And on his third birthday, um, he asked for it, and we told him, remember what we said, and it seemed to work. Um, we are going on four months now without a passy. Mm. And little man doesn't seem to ask for it anymore. So Praise I know Allah. that doesn't work for everybody, but Praise it works Allah. for us. Praise Allah. And it was actually pretty amazing to <clears throat> little man grow up so fast. Thanks. Keep my hands tight. Excellent. Now, I actually have a passy update with Juju. So my two and a half, almost now three-year-old, still was using his passy. So here's what happened, dude. So Dr. Jessica was in here, and we were discussing this. This is in the Dr. Jessica episode, the last one. And I was like, she's like, you know what? If it becomes an inconvenience for you, she mentioned that one night her husband, Mike, had to go out at 11 p.m. to go buy the freaking passy because the kid was screaming for it. and We didn't have one, blah, blah, blah. That night, that night I went home. I went to bed. I woke up at four in the morning. Juju was screaming because his passy was out of his crib. 
Of course, my husband sleeps right through those cries. So <laughs> I don't know if it's a gift that men just don't hear babies crying, but I do. And I got up and I had to fucking get his passy back. And it was at that moment I went, oh, guess what? We're done. So the next day I was like, I told the whole family, this is it. Passies are no more. And I came downstairs. Juju was sucking it. And I go, I go, hey, bud, what do you think? Are we, are we, it's time to say goodbye to the passy. What do you say? We say goodbye and we, um, you know, we do big boy things now. And he went, okay. <laughs> Handed it to me. And he goes, where are you going to put it? I go, well, I'm going to put it up here on this high shelf. And then tonight when you don't sleep with it, it's going to go to passy heaven where all the other passies that have helped babies go. And that's it. I didn't want to say the trash. Cause I'm like, I, I just felt like a, he's going to ask me to go back in the trash and find it again. And B, like, let's, maybe some you know like respect he's in heaven the passy heaven yeah and it worked hell yeah haven't looked back it turns out i was more attached to the passy than he was mm. and he it was like he just totally was like yeah dude i'm over this this is fucking kid stuff <laughs> so it was well, pretty great i think it's actually like a real good lesson in that you could motivate kids to do anything yeah as long as you're like hey would a big boy do that Oh boy! Yeah, you know, like at least boys respond very well to that. Yeah, how dare you age shame? But yeah, I agree. You just go like because he he emulates his older brother, and Ellis doesn't use a passy, so for sure, for sure. Okay, so that was very exciting. Now we're off the passy. Next is the lovies, but you know, no, he needs his fucking lovies. Let me do some mom hacks. It has just been. Do we have any other follow up voicemails? Uh, yeah, we have one more. Let's listen to that. And then we'll go into these. I love these. It's been a long time. Hey, beans. I'm listening to the episode uh, 91. I think the latest episode. Yeah. You have to put the seat down before you blush. Also, you're a fucking savage. If you're going to someone's house, that is a seat putter downer and you're just leaving it up. Like, I don't want your shit particles all over my toothbrush because I don't even let my shit particles all over my toothbrush. <laughs> all right. Bye, Jean. She's really fired up. This lady is crazy. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> she was like, how dare you? It's like, you can't even yeah. brown at someone's house that isn't a cedar putter downer. How do you even investigate? I mean, look, I don't really brown at other people's houses. Do you? How often are you browning? It's got to be an emergency. Oh, and you've got to be at somebody's like good, like a good friend house. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not shitting at a stranger's house. You're not shitting no. like you know if it's like a early date. Like if it's someone that you're dating, you're not shitting at their place for a while. Oh my god, what a nightmare! I had a my best friend um, in high school. We used to go to cl like goth clubs, <laughs> and for some reason, every time we got to the club, she'd have to brown. And you know how hard it is to take a shit in a nightclub? Yeah. I mean, and we'd have to stand in line forever because I'd have to go with her, you know, help her and whatever. Yeah, was, the floors are all sticky. Yeah, it's so gross, especially in Hollywood. All kinds of scumbags out there. Let's start off with some mom hacks. Let me do, um, I'll do an email one and then we'll get into some V, v uh, voicemails. Yeah. Laundry. Oh, gosh. We talked about being broke and doing laundry. Oh, this one's a, a video, I believe accompanies this one you know you know the the mark of adulthood is when you move somewhere and you don't need to use quarters for the machine 
for the laundry. I'm a young, broke 22-year-old who struggles to pay the $3.50 a load. I found a way around Proto, and now I'm a cool guy. Dumping free loads like rubber pole champagne. Okay. I'm not going to say the rest of the sentence. You bet I'm covered up in May. Thanks, Hitler. Love you the most. So this, this hat comes from Gavin. You guys are going to love this one. Here's a tip and trick for anyone that does quarter laundry. It can get expensive, as we all know. So here's a trick. You get these black coffee straws. You can get them for like 99 cents for 150 of them. You go ahead and shove this thing just enough to where like the quarters would start to drop back. And then you got to push these things down at an angle, about 45 <laughs> degrees, and you can feel that they'll click in. And so you can just go ahead and push these in here. Wow. And you'll be able to pull them right back out when you're done. And bang, I just got a load. Kind of work these out. Start your laundry. Simple as that. So, there you go. God damn. I mean... Props to this guy for figuring out that system. Like, how did he even figure that? Yeah. How did, did this take him like 10 years to figure it yeah. out? Like, how do you stumble upon that? I don't know. Do you it, find out that it's coffee straws that does it? <laughs> yeah. How do you, like, which material? I, I know I would try like foreign coins. I'd probably be like, I, I don't know. But also, is this legal? I don't know. <laughs> Stealing? Nah. <laughs> And also, he had such a hard time pulling those straws out. I was thinking to myself, what if he breaks the machine? Oh, yeah, homie. Like, oh, God. This video is going to cause a lot of washing machines to break all across <laughs> A lot of landlords are going to hate where my mom's at. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be so pissed if I was a landlord and I saw some kid jacking my machine like that. Oh, my God. But hey, man, I agree. It's fucking expensive. $350 a load is a little ridiculous. Not only that, it's a pain in the ass to find quarters when you're that, like, come on, dude. Wasn't there a quarter shortage, too, during the pandy? Yeah. There was. So it's yeah. like you're asking young people to find shit that, A, doesn't exist anymore. And, like, dude, I don't know. I, I, I always believe that it should be free. What are you doing? Can't, can't you factor 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 it into the cost of my rent? The laundry? Yeah. Fucking charge me 10 extra bones a month so that I don't have to find quarters. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that just be the set, the civilized thing to fucking do? Ugh. I mean, I, I'm into that. Yeah, why are they gouging these kids that are already broke? It makes me so fucking crazed. I'll tell you what, though. This kid is going to be a In jail? billionaire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a billionaire if he takes this great mind of his and put it towards good use not like jacking and you know doing illegal things definitely homie it's like definitely it's you see what he could do with a hundred pack I of know. coffee straws imagine you give this guy a thousand bucks what's he gonna do with that gavin i salute you <laughs> you're the smartest motherfucker that's ever written into this show thank you so much for sending that i have so much respect for that God, I love, I loved, I do love sticking it to the man and cheating the system. Hell yeah, dude. I, can I tell you, so I'll tell you some stand-up comedian tricks that Hell I've learned over yeah. the years. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, so when you're a broke-ass feature act, you save the cards, the hotel cards. So like, let's say you're staying at the Courtyard Marriott, you know, you get your door card. Right. Okay, save that. And then whenever you're traveling, 
it'll basically get you, you can just have the card. It'll get you into any hotel of that chain and you can eat their continental breakfast. What? <laughs> Be like, my card's not working. If they, for some reason, want to see it, but they won't, you just pull out like your old Marriott card. So you just have to go to the same chain. Get me, You feel me? Uh-huh. Okay. But then aren't you, oh, wait. So this is so that you could get free continental breakfast in, any... your, in your home city. No, because I, if you're on the road somewhere else and you're like, oh, I go to that place I went to before last time I was in town or whatever. But then wouldn't the hotel that you're currently staying at offer that? Not all the time. Okay. But, uh, now, right. now, I don't travel a lot. Sometimes you're not lucky enough to stay at a courtyard in Marriott. Sometimes you're at a Red Roof Inn. Mm. Sometimes you're at a, a shitty Motel 6. So that's a good one. Also, here's another hack I learned on the road. Um, <laughs> so... When you stay in, on the road, you want to go buy groceries and stuff and keep them in your room, but you don't always get a fridge. Some hotels will charge you $20 a day for a fridge. Not if you're a diabetic. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of this one. <laughs> <laughs> you just say like, oh, I need it for my medication. And then they'll give you a fridge for free. And I used to do that all the time. <laughs> God damn. These are good hotel hacks. Good hacks. Now, this one probably you can't do anymore, but... Parking at LAX is so expensive. And I heard of a comedian. So, you know, as comics, we have to park our cars at the airport, obviously, and then get a whatever, get on the flight. I knew a comic who once a year, I don't even know how he fuck. I think he had a friend that worked at the airport and he would pretend to be an employee of the airport and get a badge made what? just so that he could get the good parking and park for free. I don't know how he had the badge made, but he did every year. I'm sure you can't do it now because it's so probably tight security. God damn. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah, that's real good. That's yeah, that's ingenuity right there. Yeah. So thank you, Gavin. Do you have any good life hacks? <sighs> Off the top of my head. I mean. I feel like you would have a lot of shady fucking things that you do. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. I got I to gotta, I gotta marinate on this a little bit. What are my life hacks? <laughs> I mean, I used to be proud. Like in college, I thought I had a lot of hacks, but then you know, you find out you're just like, oh no, that's just you doing it stupid. <laughs> like I remember, I was out of lister. Like I was out of uh, mouth. No, sorry, I was out of uh, uh, aftershave one time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had a shit ton of listerine, and I was like, "There's alcohol in listerine, right?" <laughs> and I just poured listerine on my face after I shaved. <laughs> so stupid. And I was just like, "I'm the smartest person alive." But your face, uh, did it feel weird on your face all day having the minty? Uh, it made my eyes water like for most of the day. Yeah. Because the, the minty freshness is getting into your eyes. <laughs> but that's good. It keeps you awake. It's a good hack. <laughs> that's true, Nadav. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, back when I was in high school, it's like, oh yeah, I always ask for a water cup. You could fill that shit up with Sprite and say it's Bro, just club soda, dog. On. Everybody did that shit. Come on. At McDonald's? Taco Bell. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That was the jam right there. Sneaking into movies. Always did that growing up. Oh, yeah. Well, we yeah. what I w what we would do is we would wait for when we had like a group of movies that we wanted to see, and we'd pay for the first one, and then we would just spend the day in the movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Good but times. Now with the science seating, it's a little more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I used to... Uh, Universal Studios... Yeah, dude. I used to I used to say I was an employee, and I'd be like, "Can I park in the employee lot?" Because it was way closer. Because <laughs> I would do shows up there. I would do shows up there, you know. And I don't want to fucking park all the way and drive. So I'd be like, oh, right. "I'm an employee," and then they're like, "Where's your badge?" I forgot it. It's in. I left it at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Which one?" 
Oh, yeah. What was the one where you had the fucking peanut shells on the floor? Gladstones? Oh, Christ. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I would say Buca de Beppo. I'm a waitress at Buca de Beppo. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, this is a good mom hack for... Uh, God, that video really fucking was amazing, by the way. Gavin. Okay, here we go. I recently discovered a, a mom hack for finger painting. I have been reluctant to allow my 18-month-old to finger paint inside because I like my walls and my furniture too much to allow him destroy it, to destroy it any further. Last week, after a week of rain, I was desperate to entertain him indoors, so I put him in our bathtub and his diaper, hell yeah, and let him finger paint in there. Once he decided he was bored with it, I took away his paintings to dry, ran the tub, gave him a bath, and rinsed off the walls of my shower. Good. All of the paint was contained in our bathtub and easily rinsed off. This is great. I hope other moms can use this hack. It's perfect for cold or rainy days because we have plenty in New England. Very good. Please yeah. come to Boston Colony. That's a great one. Yeah, doing there's all kinds of bathtub uh, we do shaving cream in the bathtub. That's that's really easier to clean up. There's also these wonderful bins you can buy on Amazon. They're like activity bins, and you can throw your kids in there and let and buy like beads and all kinds of sensory stuff. I don't know if so much an indoor. I'm trying to see which one. Those on the bottom, second row, one over, like those big ass things. You can fill those with flour, sand beads you name it my boys go nuts just with full also you want to add a little oil to the flour to make it less uh, poofy so that kind of sticks together look at this thing oh i like that holy shit you put all the legos in there and then afterwards you just pour it funnels that's kind of cool smart uh word of advice though do not buy oh sand don't buy real sand on amazon (laughs) Don't buy I, real sand? Yeah, you can buy 50-pound bags of sand on Amazon to fill your tub with. That shit gets everywhere. It'll ruin everything. Don't even do the sand. I'd rather do flour or something kind of biodegradable. So, like, if it rains, that the flour's gone kind of thing. Doesn't it get all doughy? Ugh. Um. Yeah, some of it, but then most of it washes away. Oh, I right. prefer doughy to, like, sand in my house, sand in my my fucking yard. Sand in the dog, sand everywhere. The kids love the sand. Okay, let's, uh, do we have any, oh, we had, do we have a voicemail, Mom Hack? Let's do that. Hey, Mommy, this is another canine mommy here, and I have a dog mom canine hack love for it. you. So back in episode 74, you were talking about all these things that your vet sent home. So you got to wipe the paws, you got to do the drops, the this and the that. And I just wanted to let you know that if you switch your dog to raw food diet, like you go to the refrigerated section, um, you don't have to get their anal glands expressed. It clears up a lot of skin issues because they're not processing all those extra carbs and it helps their breath and you don't have to get their teeth cleaned. What the so, fuck? That's my canine mommy hack. Good luck. Cause somebody beat me. See, as an immigrant, I'm fundamentally opposed to feeding my dog people's food. You, you know, it feels it feels too bougie. It's like I'm officially too I'm too I'm too white. I'm too much of a cracker if I'm feeding my fucking dog like <sighs> fancy fancy feasts, you know? 
Yeah, but I mean, like, <sighs> but she's right though. It'll no, cut yeah. down. It's like big dog food. Uh, the big dog food lobby has been trying to hammer it into you that you need their processed kibbles and bits. Oh my god! When I know. really, like, because I mean, think about like I don't think they've had dog food around for like three hundred years. I think for the most part, <laughs> they've just like been eating people scraps. <laughs> Oh my God, you just blew my mind. <laughs> You're right. Oh my God, Nadav, dog food hasn't always existed. Yeah. That just started in like the industrialized world. Yeah, and I think I read oh an article God. where it's like if you fed your dog like just the scraps of your food, like whole foods, yeah. they end up living way longer and they don't have as like many problems with their oh stuff. Oh my God. Oh my God, you just blew my mind open. Yeah, dog, it's, it's, the big, it's a <sighs> big dog food lobby. Yeah, and, like, I think I grew up because my dad would always say, like, no, 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 you always feed the dog rocks. You feed him the rocks, never the soft food because he gets diarrhea. And, like, and like the rocks meaning, like, the kibble, but the kibble's so bad for them. You're right. Fuck. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to get my dog yeah, on this diet. Think of all the stuff. Shit. It's like they got to grind everything up, and then they got to put some in there to glue Ugh. it all back together and shit, you know? Dude, you're right. What am I doing? I'm sorry, Bitsy. Yeah, just give her like the the carrot shavings or whatever the fuck, right? Carrot shavings or whatever the fuck. I mean, who are you? Okay, you're a savage. That, that's the one that got you. <laughs> Man, everything you say is just it's retarded and it's kind of... <laughs> uh, okay. This is kind of interesting. Uh, I've got a great mom hack for you. In a way, it kind of feels like a Pajitsky effect. I have not started potty training yet. My daughter is 14 months, but I saw another mom post this and it blew my mind. The kids' size toilets have always grossed me out knowing that I need to clean it out every time. But this mom, this mom put a diaper in the bowl to catch everything and make cleanup super easy. I attached a picture of it, honestly. I'm so mad I didn't think of this, but I'm grateful I know about it. Wow. That's kind of interesting. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. You just put a diaper in the potty. Oh, wow. Oh, my mind is blown. But you're still picking up and cleaning up pish and poop, but at but least I mean, it's there. Isn't this how like a, like a kid toilet seat kind of works? Like yeah. it's kind of like an add-on. It's just this one. You just throw it away. It's pretty great. I like it. I like it too, bros. Good job. Let's close on some Pajitsky effects. These are always good. Now, Native, you mentioned you had one. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's been cold the last few nights. Yeah. And as you know, I don't sleep with a lot on. Ugh, I know. Please don't remind me. Um, and so like last, like two nights ago, it was so cold in my room that like, because I have the Brooklinen sheets that you that you got me a yes, while ago. Yes, they're awesome. Where you have like the thin sheet and then you have the big comforter, which is way too thick for me. Like it's, it's never been cold enough for me to be able to actually use that thick boy. Mm. So, so the first night I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm naked in my bed and I have like the thin sheet over and I'm just like, man, it's really cold. It's going to be a rough night. <laughs> and then just the whole night I'm tossing and turning, literally waking up from being too cold. <laughs> and then the next, the next <laughs> night I'm like, I'm like, oh boy, it feels cold again. <sighs> looks like we're going to have another rough night. Ahead of us. <laughs> and then uh, I remember like, oh yeah, I have pajama pants and a shirt that i could put on and also i have like a heater that could like heat up the room like five degrees if i wanted to <laughs> and it's i slept perfect and i was yeah. just like i can't believe i was prepared to just have another sleepless night yeah. too cold 
Yeah. There is a point in my life as an adult where I realize I don't have to be cold anymore. <laughs> I think so. There was a point when I was, I first started touring and I would tour in the winters and I would layer up. I would wear like this laugh factory sweatshirt that I had that, cause it was thick. And then I would wear just like a shitty jacket over it in these horrible climates. And then one day I thought to myself, I don't have to be cold anymore. <laughs> I can buy a winter coat. Yeah, it's and I did. It's wild because <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the all the things from your parents are beaten into you. It's like, don't turn the heat on. Don't turn the yeah. AC on. Just be OK with how it is. And then as Suffer. you get older, you're like, oh, no, I could turn that shit on. Like, that's a priority for me. It's a priority and you can afford it. Yeah. And you can do it. You, you got that. Being comfortable is a priority. Oh, God damn it. Okay, hold on. I want to do. I might do one. What one? What what would Christina P do? Because we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> okay. You got mom questions. CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? <laughs> okay. There's so many. You guys have gotten so many good. Uh, do we have any voicemailed ones that I can? No. Okay. Okay. I'll read these then. Okay, hold on, hold on. This is so, I think there's a lot of miscarriage stuff. Uh, hold on. Let me just pick one that's, okay. That's such a tough issue. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure I get a good one. Do you want to dance? I've been, okay. I've been married for six years, and after really making an effort, I recently became pregnant for the first time. A few days after my 36th birthday earlier this month, I miscarried. I've been recovering for the past week, but I am troubled by the way one of my friends responded when I told her. She's an SJW type person. She has never been pregnant, and she basically told me she didn't consent to learning my bad news and that she wasn't emotionally grounded enough to hear it. God, I hate your friend already. She never once asked me how I felt or how I was doing. Anyway, I thought that was emotionally R-worded of her, and I resent the fact that she made my misfortune about her. Is it okay for me to shove my foot all the way up her faux-sensitive twat, or do I need her consent? <laughs> so that's the first question. I think you need to look for new friends. Yeah, um, get this person out of this your life. This person sucks. I mean, even if somebody's not ready to hear your, your news... It's like, dude, she's supposed to be your friend, and she just weaseled out of being that friend to you. Yeah. She's like, just give me the good stuff. I only want the good stuff of being friends with people. Yeah. That's really sad, and it makes me sad that she wasn't there for you. More importantly, the reason I'm writing is that I wanted to know how you picked up the pieces after your experience with miscarriage and how you kept your chin up. I keep falling apart at the memory of seeing the ultrasound of my baby so still without a heartbeat, and my husband waited out outside because of covid restrictions and i've been having nightmares about the traumatic experience of holding it in my hand oh after passing it naturally and painfully at home i know there is nothing i did wrong but i feel guilty heartbroken and lonely after spending almost three months of my life with another being growing inside of me i am afraid of going through this again and my age is constantly on my mind as a risk factor any words of advice or encouragement yes of course mia i'm so sorry my heart goes out to you it's like I, I think it's like the worst. It, it really is the worst. One of the worst experiences um, in life is a miscarriage. It's just horrific, horrendous. And 
it's also a secret thing. You know, I don't know if you told people you were pregnant and and then you had to go back and tell people you'd miscarried. That's like a whole horror show as well. Um, there's a lot of secrecy, right? Like you, you can't exactly broadcast to people. Maybe you did, but um, most of the time you don't, you know, and um, it's hard to find women that can relate. So I appreciate you re- reaching out to me. So how did I pick up the pieces? Um, it's slow. It's sad. I say, talk to a professional, always talk to a professional because you're going to grieve the loss of some, somebody you didn't, you knew, but you didn't know. So it's, you're grieving the loss of this wonderful idea of, of a new life. And, um, it's complicated. You're going to grieve. You're just going to go through the grieving process. And then I, I wish I could tell you that once you do get pregnant again, it goes away. I did not feel secure with both my babies until they were in my arms, safely delivered. And even that first year, you're just like, oh God, all the things that can potentially happen. So um, yeah, it sucks. And I'm very sorry. And uh, what you can do is reach out to other women you know have gone through it. Talk to them about it. Talk to people about it. Not your stupid SJW friend, but anyone else. And what you can do to um, mitigate the fear and the anxiety of uh, the next pregnancy is go to a professional, I don't know where you live, a fertility doctor. Um, You may want to check everything out, see how the plumbing is doing. They do a series of tests for one month. They'll monitor your cycle. You can get your, you know, estrogen, your your levels, your um, HSG, sorry, your FSH tested to see if that's at a good place. And test your partner's sperm, see where he's at. There's a lot of medical options and interventions and such to prevent against, will try to prevent against another miscarriage. Sometimes nature is just a cruel bitch and, you know, there's nothing you can do but for, for preventing miscarriage. But I was so traumatized that I um, opted for IVF on my second child just because at the age of 40, your chance of miscarriage goes to 50-50. And I was like, nope, don't even want to try not going to go through that heartache again. So understandable. Try to be kind to yourself. Take the time you need and cry. Fucking cry. Cry and eat brownies. And um, yeah, I'm so sorry. That's all you can do. I think well, that's good advice, Jean. Yeah, it's so sad. You know, I, and I also wish it weren't such a, um, it's such a common occurrence. It's such a common occurrence. I, I really wish more women would say, look, well, you know, I, this happened to me too. Not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal, but in terms of you feeling so isolated and alone, it's like, hey, dude. Yeah, if you go into a support real. group and see that there's a lot of people that have your same traumatic shared experience. Oh, it's, my God. Uh, I'm sure that's that's super, you know, validating and makes you more okay with it, knowing that other people have gone through it. Yes, and knowing that it's such a, it is such a normal part of reproduction that nature is a savage Cruel, cruel, cruel bitch. Um, Okay, let's leave on some positive stuff, some Pajitsky effects, which I just love because they're just so ridiculous. Um, Do we have one there? Let's do a voicemail. These are so funny. I love these so much. Hey, Jeans, my name is Kristen. I've got a Pajitsky effect for you. Ever since I was 12 or 13 years old, I've struggled putting on my bras. I could never get the hang of reaching behind me to clasp the hooks together. They were always off kilter or I couldn't find them. So I always hooked it and then slipped it over my head like a sports bra. And then I'd wonder why the underwire broke constantly. (laughs) Then last year, I had two simultaneous Pajitsky effects. 
I learned that you can put the bra on backwards, yeah. hook it in the front, and then, and then twist it front ways and slip your arms under the straps. Mind blowing. <laughs> and then I learned that you can buy bras that are designed to hook in the front. Yes. And I'm never going back to buying an over the shoulder boulder holder that hooks in the back. Keep in mind tight. Bye. <sighs> Over-the-shoulder boulder, boulder holder. Yes. Tit sling. You never, never heard that? Never heard that. That's old school. That's what we said back in the day, homie. Yeah, that's a good one, man. The, the clip in the front, I think that's more for smaller chests, though. So if you do have a bigger rack, I don't know if those will be as effective. I don't know. But mm. good for you. It's a fucking nightmare. Nightmare, nightmare. Oh, let's do another voicemail since we've got them. Hey, Katrina. Um, so I wear a rain jacket to work because I'm outside about 15 minutes. And I'm inside for two, three hours and I go back outside. Just this week, I was inside and I'm sweating. And I am like, <laughs> this is horrible. And I finally think to myself, wow, I can just take the jacket off and then put it on when I go outside. I don't have to wear it all day long. Yeah, I just thought I'd share that effect. Have a great day. <laughs> so fun, right? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm such a fucking idiot. I do that with temperature too. Like, I don't have to be cold all day. I don't have to be hot all day. Right. Like, I remember like, oh shit, it's fucking freezing. Oh, I could put a jacket on. I could put a jacket on. Just suffer all day. Okay. Hi, mommy. I grew up in a house with no central air. Box or table fans were a must, and now I cannot sleep without the sound of a fan running. I was complaining to a coworker about how the air in my face would leave me with a sore throat during the winter months. They li- <laughs> they looked at me like I was R-worded and explained I didn't need the fan to blow directly in my face. <laughs> To get the sound I need to sleep. 42 years old and just realize I can have the fan noise, but not be blasted in the face with it. <laughs> now that is a very proper Pajinsky effect right there. The 42 age, years the old. age is everything. You have to realize it like middle life. <laughs> everything you've been doing is stupid and wrong. <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, send me your send me everything at where my mom's at at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184. As always, thank you so much for watching, for listening. Subscribe on YouTube if you like this show. And until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.